Welcome back to Colts Training Camp at Grand Park in Westfield. It's presented by Corson Fire and Security. I'm Matt Taylor, J.J. Stangovitz. We are post-practice after day number one today. Colts practice for about an hour this morning. Coming up, we'll hear from Colts tight end Mo Alley-Cox in just a minute, but we got a lot to talk about here, J.J. A lot to cram in. A great day, right? Football was back. A lot of energy. The crowd was fantastic. Not necessarily a sellout crowd, but the grandstands were certainly full here at uh, Grand Park. But a great day for the Colts in terms of injuries. Josh Downs was out there. Mm-hmm. Shaq Leonard was out there. He was doing a ton. Very, I mean, very active and, and individual drills. Seven on seven and 11 on 11, which was more than we were told yesterday right. by Chris Ballard. Yeah, the, the word yesterday was that he was going to just do individual drills, but uh, he got cleared to go out there at 11 on 11. And so we, practice starts. And they get into the first full team drill, and mm-hmm. I see Shaq out there. And I turn to Joel Erickson. And he's hyping up the crowd. I yeah, mean, it's just yeah. typical Shaq. But I turn to Joel Erickson from the Indy Star, and I'm like, oh, this must be seven on seven. And Joel goes, no, it's not. Yeah. I was like, I, I mean, I, that, was, that was surprising. Shaq even said he was a little bit surprised. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing that, that it's so encouraging is that last year Shaq admitted he pushed it too hard. He was so desperate to get back out there that he pushed it. And this year it's been all about methodical progression, taking it slow, going at the right pace. So for him to be out there, uh, it's been that that was so encouraging, knowing how the Colts and how Shaq have handled this recovery now that that's not rushed. Shaq being out there in 11 on 11. And, you know, he he may have a little governor on him early on in terms Mm -hmm. of his snap count. But just the mere fact Matt, that he was out there and yeah. he was practicing and he was hyping up the crowd. Uh, that's a huge marker for him to now go test himself right. against his teammates. Yeah, the last 24 hours in terms of news and what we've been able to see from number 53, it's been very, very positive, very, very encouraging. Colts did a lot of red zone work today on day number one. They practiced this morning from 10 to 11, and the red zone work offensively looked much better, more crisp today than it did at any point during the OTAs and the minicamp. Uh, Gardner Minshew took a majority of the first team reps yep. at quarterback. Shane Steichen said after practice today, hey, those reps between Richardson and Minshew, those are going to be divided and divvied up differently every single day. So don't read too much into that here on day number one. But all eyes, obviously, with the big crowd here today, all of them uh, in part came out here to see the fourth overall pick. Mm -hmm. And Anthony Richardson did have some nice moments through a couple of touchdown passes in the red zone. We saw the athleticism and the legs on display this morning as well. What did you think of the first NFL training camp practice today for Richardson? Yeah, I think you can just see that the moment's not too big for him out there. You know, you, it's what, uh, you know, Tom Gormley said on the podcast we did, the official podcast last week before training camp, that when Anthony's out there and he's smiling and he's bouncing around and he's having mm-hmm. fun, that's when he's at his best. And and you can see it out there today. Like, th- this was not a, you know, wow, it's my first training camp, I'm playing tight. Like, you could see that it comes very natural to him. And, you know, he threw a touchdown to Kylan Granson. He threw a touchdown to Ethan Fernia. Um, you know, had some other plays in there. Nothing that looked really bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I'm sure coaches are picking apart the film and, and they could probably t- find something in there. You, there's no such thing as a perfect game. Um, but yeah, you just like seeing the, the way that he handled himself out there. Uh, and the, the thing with Anthony is I don't know if you caught it yesterday at Report Day where Michael Pittman Jr. was talking about that trip to Miami that they all took. And 
uh, you know, it's like you get to know these guys away from the facility, away from coaches. You get to know them a little bit better. But he had to, like, be like, Anthony, look up, because he was just in his playbook all Yo, the time. bro, like, hey, I'm hey, talking to you. I'm talking to you, man. Like, let's get to know each other. But Anthony's just constantly in his playbook, constantly in his playbook. Yeah. The mental side of things, the responsibilities that are on a quarterback in the NFL, that can be something that can be challenging for rookie quarterbacks to handle – all the, the, you know, the mental side of knowing a full playbook and knowing how to communicate it, Anthony's really worked on that. Yeah. And that doesn't mean he's going to start week one. That doesn't mean he's going to have this incredible training camp. But he has clearly put in the work on the mental side of things to be ready for the start of training camp. That's J.J. Stankovitz. I'm Matt Taylor. We're at Grand Park, day number one here today. The Colts will get back to work on Friday. They'll have an off day tomorrow, Thursday. Practice on Saturday night as well. That practice Saturday during the weekend is from 6 to 7.30. Let's go back to the injuries. Yesterday afternoon, the Colts put three players on PUP. We knew about Tyquan Lewis. We knew about Will Mallory. But we did find out late yesterday afternoon that Jonathan Taylor is going to go on PUP, or I should say is on PUP to start training camp. We know that he missed six games last year with an ankle, uh, had a surgery and a procedure done in the offseason, did not partake in the offseason workout program back in the spring. Uh, how, how surprised were you with that move to see Jonathan Taylor land on, on PUP? I, I guess like when I thought back to everything that JT told us in the offseason program and everything that we heard from Shane Steichen, there was never a timeline. It was never, I'm going to be ready for training camp. Like I, JT never said that once during the offseason program. Shane Steichen, Chris Ballard yeah. never said that. It was, you know, the, he needs to get this done and he's going to be better off for it. But, you know, sometimes guys get the offseason surgeries and, and they'll tell you or you'll hear from a coach or, a, you know, GM, you know, yeah, they're going to be ready for training camp. We expect them ready for camp. That's never was the case with JT. We never got it. Yeah, he's going to be ready for camp. So with a player like him, you want to make sure that he's 100%. You know, running backs are going to take a, a beating during the season. And, uh, you know, Shane Sykin said until he's 100%, he's going to be on PUP. But, you know, does this threaten his season? No. Yeah. We're nowhere near that right now. Um, you know, I know some other folks, some folks might try to read a little more into it uh, as to why he's on PUP. But if he's not 100%, He's not going to be out there. No doubt about that. J.J. Stankovitz right there from Colts.com. I'm Matt Taylor. First practice in the books for the tight ends. And that was definitely a focal point for Chris Ballard yesterday when he spoke to the media. When he was asked about position battles, it was cornerback and it was tight end. And already on display, day number one, there's seven guys and they all can play. They're really, really good. The Colts have to whittle that group down from seven to Probably three or four. Maybe so five. I mean, you could. Yeah. I mean, depending on how you want to look at it and be creative with the roster mechanics, there's some good guys that are going home, unfortunately, or that are going to be placed on the, the practice squad. What were your first you know, impressions of just all the talent and the different skill sets the Colts have at that position? It was good to see Drew Ogletree moving the way he did no out doubt. there. That was kind of one of my, my top line things I wanted to see today was, you know, how's Drew looking? Yep. Um, I saw the videos that, you know, our friend James Boyd from The Athletic posted of him at the uh, charity softball game, Quentin's charity softball game over the weekend where he's running out an inside the park home run. So I had an idea that Drew was going to move pretty well. I mean, yeah. you don't hit an inside the park home run for nothing. Uh, and, yeah, he, it, it looked like he was moving well. Kylan Granson, uh, just the, the, the progression that we've seen out of him since the spring has been really impressive. You saw it again a little bit today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jelani Woods getting out there, moving around a little bit. You know, that, you're absolutely right, Mate. That is a group that is going to be stacked. 
And then you got, you know, more like Cox, you know, kind of holding it down as that guy who's like, okay, he's that trustworthy Y inline tight end <laughs> in this, uh, you know, the guy who can block, the guy who can catch. But some of these guys who are standing out, you know, you're looking at, you know, Granson and Ogletree is maybe F, that kind of the, the move tight end who doesn't have their hand in the dirt all the time, uh, maybe the more athletic guys uh, in that position. But yeah, Mo's a really important part of what this team is going to do this year. Yeah, and he's going into year number seven, and he's the Wiley veteran. I mean, I think Kylan Granson is the next guy on the seniority list, and this is year three for him. Mm-hmm. So he's definitely that guy that's setting the tone within that uh, meeting room. Myself and Jeffrey Gorman earlier today had a chat with Big Mo regarding going into his first camp with Shane Steichen and, of course, now playing with two new quarterbacks in Gardner Minshew and Anthony Richardson. Joining us now from training camp up here at Grant Park in Westfield, Mo Alley Cox. First and foremost, Shane Steichen offense loves the tight end. You heard the switch from head coach, obviously, when he was fired. Did that get you fired up? And what do you look like as a tight end in this Shane Steichen offense? Um, of course, definitely got fired up, especially after getting into OTAs, meeting Shane, um, him seeing him lead meetings and different things like that. He has a different fire about him. You know, Frank was more even kill, more reserved. Shane. You know, he's loud, and, I mean, <laughs> he just gets you pumped up, ready to run through a wall for him. And just seeing my role, um, just we're the tight ends, we, in this offense, you actually do a lot of different things. So um, our roles are definitely going to expand more than you've seen in years past, split out wide, blocking more on the perimeter instead of and different things like that. So definitely looking forward to it. A lot of youngsters surrounding you in that tight end room. Yeah, okay, a lot I'm of not, youngsters not, on offense in general. I know. I'm not, <laughs> talking, I'm not saying you're the old boy of the crew, but I'm saying like a lot of youngsters. They leaning on you for stuff? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, this I'm going into year seven, so the next one is Colin in year three. Mm-hmm. So a bunch of those guys just haven't gotten the reps and their experience in just those different scenarios and just going through different things on the field and stuff like that. So. They always ask me as many questions as possible. And me, I just I listen and then I just give them my feedback and different sure. things on the field. Like you see them do something, correct them. And even with me, sometimes I tell them, you see me do something that you think I could do differently, correct me. Because, you know, we're all there just to build each other up. That's Mo Alley Cox with us. You talked about the versatility and all that's being asked of you and the other tight ends to do within this offense without getting too overly schematical, but can you elaborate on, on what those extra things might be um, within this offense? Can't really elaborate too <laughs> much. <laughs> I know. That's tough. But, I mean, you just see the versatility in our room. You know, Collins a speedster. Yeah. He's more of a receiver type. He could get open. Jelani can do both. Block, run. He runs like a gazelle. Me, big target. I'm not too fast, but I could get <laughs> open. And I'm going to do the dirty work. Always actually do the dirty work. I'm going to get it done. You got Pharaoh, Drew, and Will. So, I mean, Drew's working his way back. Excited to have him back out there today. So, see how he responds. Right. And then the other guys are exciting, too. So, I mean, we could do a lot in this offense. You you talked about it earlier, going into year number seven. It's hard to believe. You've been here every year since 2017. Going into another camp, and I know this camp might be a little bit different because it is a new offense and you do have a new head coach, new offensive coordinator. But generally speaking, do you feel like you have camp down? Like, what do you try to get out of camp? personally for you individually? Uh, well, camp's a little different this year because sure. we're learning a new offense. Right, so, that's, yeah. I mean, just mastering the offense, just building the team chemistry and camaraderie. You know, we're around the camp time. We're here from 8 to 8. Mm-hmm. We're here all day. So just building that chemistry. And then on the field, just trying to win every day. You know, I mean, defense, of course, is going to have their days and stuff like that. But as an offense, fine-tune those little details and different things like that because those little details really make a difference on a Sunday. Whereas, And don't let anything slide. So... 
Uh, more, more so this year, we're just trying to hold each other more accountable as a unit, whereas last year that didn't really happen as much. But, you know, with another year under our belts, me, Pitt, JT, and the rest of us trying to hold everyone on the offense accountable so we can um, fire on all cylinders come week one, Jacksonville. That's Mo Alley-Cox, Colts tight end. Let's go to the quarterback position. Sam Ellinger, Gardner Minshew, and, of course, the number one, number four <laughs> overall in the first round, yep. Mr. Richardson. Talk about these quarterbacks a little bit because uh, we do have some veteran leadership in Sam yep. Ellinger and Gardner Minshew. I mean – they're all exciting. I mean, when I'm out there with them, I have confidence in every single one of them. Um, you've seen AR make some plays with his legs today, scramble, threw one in the end zone. Um, Garner just has that fire about him, has that juice, and he's just always talking. You know, he's been in this offense, so mm -hmm. he, he gets it down. He, he gets was it. important in this, this OTA oh, then. for sure. With him, like, he pretty much helped everyone come along because, I mean, he led some of the meetings and stuff like that. So yeah. he was helping all of us with his vocalness, and we were just down in Miami working out the whole offense. So he was leading that, that group down there too. So definitely having him around has made things easier. And Sam – He's a little bit like AR in a way, more exciting, but he's not as fast and as big. But <laughs> Sam can, Sam can not get many loose. people are. Yeah, Sam can get loose with his legs, but I mean they're all exciting. So right now, don't know who the starter is going to be, but looking forward to whoever it is, just getting to work with yeah, him. Yeah, no doubt about that. That's Mo Alley Cox with us, Colts tight end after a practice day here at uh, training camp at Graham Park. You talked about Anthony Richardson. Where have you seen him get more comfortable? And as a veteran, as a guy going into year number seven, how can you? help foster that comfort. First of all, I've seen him get more comfortable just calling the plays in the huddle. You know, as a young guy, he coming to the league. Yeah. Right now, I don't think he has a wristband on. So just relaying the play from the coach to the huddle and relaying it in a way where you're saying it right, everybody gets it down and different mm -hmm. things like that. You know, early on, a little bit of struggle. Now he has it down. To, now you see him playing the game slowed down a little bit more for him, not forcing the stuff as much and just taking what's there. So, I mean, that's a big thing in this league. Like, sure. the deep shot's not there or whatever, take the check down. It's okay to get five yards, and I think he's starting to get that down. All right, Mo Alley-Cox up here at Graham Park, Westfield. Um, uh, those young guys that we spoke of earlier, what kind of work did you get in in Florida with them? I'm talking about Ogletree, Jelani Woods, et cetera, the tight end specifically, and that's tough work in the offseason down there in Florida. You guys oh, were sweating for a couple hours nah, a day. Nah, nah. We were inside. We were at the University oh, of Miami. We were at the University of Miami. Okay. We wanted to go outside because a bunch of guys don't like being on the turf. Sure. But um, we were indoors. Um, we went through the meeting room, Gardner mm -hmm. and me, because we went over some of the plays we were going to go over out here because so we'll get a little head start on camp so guys get more comfortable. Because, you know, they, they missed OTAs. So, mm -hmm. yeah. getting as much work in as possible and then going on the field, running routes and different things like that so they could get comfortable with the quarterbacks also. All three quarterbacks were down there. So, just different things like that, trying to get our timing down, get a head start on our timing so we could come out here. And, yeah. I mean, our red zone day today was better than any of our OTA days in red zone. So, we saw a little bit of progress. There you got about that. You talk about all the, the, the competition within the tight end room. There's seven guys For sure. that can all play. Unfortunately, you know how it goes. There's going to be some guys that, that don't make this team yeah. that are, are pretty good football players within that room what's what's the vibe what's the energy and the competition within that room knowing you guys are all competing for a handful of spots but at the end of the day you guys seem like you're in a good spot you root I mean, for each other yeah, and I mean, you support one another you just you just have to embrace the competition I mean that's what this league is all about and then in our room I mean we got a bunch of jokesters happy happy guys so we're always laughing and joking and having Tom there is also good because yeah. Tom Tom jokes around a lot too so we just keep it light in the meeting room and um when, when it's time to work, we work. But we keep it light, and, I mean, everybody's morale is high right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll be at this day one, but everybody's in a good spot right now, and, I mean, it's up to coach to divvy up the reps. As a coach, I wouldn't want that job because seven guys and mm -hmm. 15 plays per period or whatever that is, I mean, that's kind of a tough job to do. But 
hey, we got to get it done. You brought up Tom. That would be Tom Manning, your yes, position sir. coach. Yes, He's sir. back. Yep. He was your position coach here with the Colts in 2018, went to the college game. Now he's back. How does he make you better? Oh, man, just the, his detail and our, our drills and then transferring, watching, going, doing the drills, transferring over to practice and then breaking it down on, in the film room and stuff like that. He's real good at talking about our footwork, hand placement, and different things like that. And having him back, whereas um, – no knock on Clayton, but Clayton was like more of an O-line guy. Mm-hmm. Tom helps us a lot more with our route running and different things like that. We worked a lot on our routes and getting in and out of breaks this offseason. And I think it helped the whole room as a whole, like on our basics and different routes, like in cutting and different things like that. Sure. Um, things we never really focused on in the past. One thing that you do so well, and I think this, this, this breeds into your basketball background, but when we are up there in the press box watching you on game day and you got a one-on-one with somebody, you're usually going to win that because it's about body position and yeah. putting yourself in. How much have you depended on that as far as the mismatch? Because that's one thing you do so well is getting your big body in position to make that play, whether it's a safety on you or a corner. Um, definitely rely on that. I mean, I love one-on-one matchups. Uh, you know, linebackers are typically, they don't really, like, play the break too well. Safeties are a little bit smaller. So, I mean, I've won a lot of those matchups in the past. I just haven't seen the ball come my way. So, hopefully building the chemistry with these quarterbacks and, and building the trust up with coaching the quarterbacks, hopefully I see more of those targets. Year this seven. Yep. Year seven. Got to get better to stay in this league. What do you want to work on personally this this training camp, this offseason, and really fine-tune your game? Um. I would say getting back to my aggressiveness in the run game. Mm -hmm. I think it kind of lacked a little bit last year, and I didn't do as well in the run game. So I think having Tom back. What does that mean? I'm sorry to stop you. What do you mean you didn't do well in the run game? Um, I was. It wasn't up to par for me. Okay. Like lost a lot. Lost some on the inside. My hands weren't like. I think I was just focusing too much on being technical, sound instead of just being the mauler that I've been in the past, just bullying bullying guys out the way and different things like that. So just getting back to being me and just being more aggressive and. 49%, he's still an <laughs> offensive lineman. 100% tight end, Maytay. But 49%, he's still that extra tackle on the outside. Yep. I, I love that you're working on that. Yeah. You know, you, you talked about the Shane Steichen offense and his usage of the tight ends. He's been with some really good tight ends, right? Dallas, Goddard, Hunter Henry with the Chargers. How much does that excite you? Like, this guy, he knows how to scheme up tight ends. Oh, they can have some big games within this scheme. Definitely super exciting. I mean, we watched the film of just the Eagles last year, the past two years, and you just see Goddard all over the place on the film. Yeah. Out wide, on a bunch on the outside. You don't really see tight ends do that often. Screen game and different things like that. So just going to be super excited to see how he incorporates us in this offense going forward. Drew Ogletree is back. Just how excited are you for him personally, given what he went through last year, the great start to camp he was on, yep. and then the injury? Just how exciting is it that he is back, given another chance to show uh, what he can do? Super excited to have him back, man. Um, think about Drew. He's a hard worker, but most um, my favorite thing about him is his energy. He's contagious. He always, um, he's always like after every play, dapping everybody up, hyping yeah. everybody up. So, like, his energy is contagious, and he's, like, always building up our confidence and different things like that, even if he's not in or not. So just excited to have that energy back and then just see how he responds from that injury because he that, he was here all off season, just working, working, working. You see him every day. Like, his body looks great and different things like that. So yeah. when he gets that confidence back and just being out there on the field and being comfortable planting on his leg and stuff like that, it's going to be super excited to see where he takes it. You know, last one for me, Mo Ali Cox is our guest. We asked Michael Pittman Jr. this question yesterday. I mean, the core of this offense is back. A lot of skill players are coming back. Some key new additions both in the in the skill group and on the offensive line. But what is the collective 
chip on the shoulder, if that's the right phrase to use, for this offense, for the key pieces within this offense to bounce back after um, after last season offensively? I would say the chip is just proving everybody wrong. Sure. A lot of people wanted us to go get like a big-name receiver mm-hmm. or maybe a big-time weapon on offense, whether it be tight end or running back and different things like that. So as an offense, we know we didn't play up to the standard last year. We were bottom tier in points and things like that. So I think we all have that chip on our shoulder to come out and improve and prove everybody wrong. And it also helps that the offense we're coming in is very similar to the one we just left. So everybody right. has that comfort level already in it. So we could just go out there, not have to think as much, and just play fast. All right, Matt Ryan. Philip Rivers, these, these quarterbacks <laughs> that have come in here. Carson Wentz. Years past, Carson Wentz. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Brian these guys, Hoyer. Yeah, these guys have a lot of experience, and now that's completely off the For table. Sure. you got the fourth overall pick in Anthony Richardson. What have you seen out of him that, that you like early on in OTAs, meetings here at Grand Park, and what he's doing on the field? Does he have that it factor about him where he's going to say, hey, I'm the leader of this offense? Uh, for sure. You see it. Um, he's always front row in the meeting room, right next to head coach. Um, soaking in all the knowledge, all the coaching points that's going on. Um, my favorite thing about him is his legs. You, 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 you can just see the juice. We haven't had that in a while here, yeah. man. The plays, I don't think we the had plays, that. Not, not at that level. Play's never over. Yeah, the play's <laughs> never over with him. So as a receiver, you always have a chance to get the ball. And um, just I'm just excited to see him get on the field on a game day, man. Just see Do it live, thing. man, for sure. Because you've seen all the highlights and stuff, but when you're actually there on the sideline with him, I think it's going to be exciting to the watch The mismatch, him. that's <laughs> what we call him from our seven years now, the human mismatch. We're talking about Mo Ali Cox. Appreciate the time. Yes, Have a great camp. Hopefully you can get your mind off of football for a couple hours a day, rejuice a little bit, and then back at it because I know these are a grind up here. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys having me. That's Mo Ali Cox from earlier today. Here at Colts Camp with myself and Jeffrey Gorman. We're back here at Colts Camp now with J.J. Stankovitz. What do you see from Big Mo this season within this offense? What kind of importance will tight ends have under Shane Steichen? You know, Mo talked about it. Dallas Goddard, Hunter Henry, these guys have all produced big-time years with him as an offensive coordinator calling the plays. What's in store for Mo and Jelani Woods, the guys that are at the top end of that depth chart? Yeah, I really think the, you know, if this is going to be an offense that, you know, when Anthony Richardson does step in, if your goal is to make it easier for him, you got to be able to run the ball. Yep. You got to be able to lean on the run game, use play action quite a bit. And Mo Alley Cox is a big part of that. I mean, Mo, Mo has been one of the more consistent blocking tight ends in the NFL. If you look at some of his pro football focus numbers, uh, you know, since he really got into the, the Colts rotation, he's been pretty solid. Um, you know, so you got to have a, a good tight end to run the football. But the question I have with how this goes is, you know, do the Colts lean on on 12 personnel, which has two tight ends and two wide receivers on the field, or do you lean on 11 personnel, which is one tight end, three wide receivers? How does Shane Steichen kind of sort that out? Because he's got options. I mean, you can go three wide receivers with Pittman, Pierce, Josh Downs as your main three guys, or, you know, Isaiah McKenzie Jr. in there. Or you could go two tight ends, with Pittman and Pierce on the outside, and maybe it's you know Mo Alley and, and Kylan Granson mm-hmm. in there. Maybe it's Mo Alley Cox and Jelani Woods. Maybe it's Jelani Woods and Drew Ogletree. you got so many different ways this could go <laughs> at the start of training camp. I'm so excited to see how that all sorts itself out um, because this isn't a team right now that can be pigeonholed into, all right, you're going to be an 11-personnel-heavy team or a 12-personnel-heavy team. I think the Colts are going to figure that out over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, no doubt about that. That's on the to-do list. As we said, the Colts are off tomorrow. That would be Thursday. And then back to work on Friday and Saturday. Both of those 
Practice dates are sold out, by the way, but there are that? tickets available later on in yeah. camp. Still plenty of opportunities to come up and see this team here at uh, Grand Park in Westfield. Colts.com slash camp to download your free tickets. With that said, a day off tomorrow, practice Friday. When the Colts get back here on the field, J.J., where are your eyes going to go? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to go back to, you know, Shaq Leonard uh, and just kind of see, all right, you know, how is, how is he still, you know, moving now that he's got one day in? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you want to see that, you know, continue to, to progress the way that he wants. Because he, he talked a lot about, you know, for, for so long, he's just been working out individually. And it's hard to kind of know where you're at when you're just doing stuff and there's no one else on the field with you. Now that he's out there with his teammates, he's going to get a better sense of, hey, where am I actually in, you know, how I can move and how, how I can run and all those things. So that, that to me, my eyes are going to go there. Um, you know, it's going to probably go back to the cornerbacks, um, you know, and see how they go, how things go as they progress on, you know, Dallas Flowers, uh, Daryl Baker Jr., yeah, Darius Rush. Today. Yeah, yeah um, Juju Brents wasn't out there with a hamstring mm-hmm. today. Uh, Julian Blackman also was not out there with a hamstring today. So Nick Cross got in there at strong safety and really just kind of starting to track some things now. You know, with how personnel groupings are going, mm-hmm. who's out there with the first team. Participation. Um, yep. You know, it was a little hard today because Shane, Shane Steichen did a lot of rotation, a skill position, and defensive line. You don't want to get guys. You know, he said a lot of the injuries that happen in camp happen early, so you don't want to overwork guys right now. The Colts have a walkthrough tomorrow intentionally. we got one day of practice. Now let's have a walkthrough you know, dial it back a little bit before we go, you know, harder on Friday and Saturday. Yep, and they'll do that on Friday starting at 10 o'clock in the morning here at Grand Park. It's all brought to you by Corson Fire and Security for the complete schedule. And to download your free tickets, colts.com slash camp is your one-stop shop right there. That'll do it for this Colts camp chat. After day number one of practice, we'll do it again on Friday when the team gets back to work. Again, for J.J. Stangovitz and Jeffrey Gorman, I'm Matt Taylor. Thanks for listening. As always, lock it here all camp long here on the Colts Audio Network. So long.